Merry Christmas, December 24th, 2019. We did it. And if you're listening to this a little bit later than December 24th, that's okay. I'm glad you made it too. Whatever day you read it on, good for you. It's good to be in God's word. Oh, Christmas time. What a great time of year, isn't it? And from my perspective, it's been a lot of fun uh, as we're gearing up for Christmas, yet reading the end of Luke 22, 23, 24, right before Christmas. It's interesting because it really gives us the understanding for why Christmas is so important, why he came. We can't think about the incarnation of Jesus without thinking about the reason for his coming. The death, the resurrection, it needs to be in the forefront of our mind all the time, but especially, yes, during Christmas. That's why this cute little child was born. This child was born to die. To die and, yes, uh, to rise, which is what we're talking about today. Hey, I appreciate your support. You've all have uh, come up to me and have really shared uh, some gracious words about the devotions. And uh, I just want to share a gracious word to you as well. Thank you for the support. I hope I've been a support for you. Uh, But I am going to be leaving these podcasts up. I don't see really a reason to take them down. So if you'd like to listen to them again, great. Share them. That's fine. If not, that's okay too. Uh, But also here, Christ Lutheran, we are going to be starting the story. And what the story is, it's a chronological version of the scripture, but it's not the full scripture, right? We don't want to say that it's the full scripture because it's not. But what it tries to do is get through kind of the main stories of the story, of God's salvation story. So we're going to be doing that in our congregation. And if you want a book, let me know. I have copies here. Um, really, we're selling them for $5 a piece, so it's pretty cheap, right? If you want to follow along with us each week, uh, we are going to be in a new chapter each Sunday. And then we're going to have a midweek study, uh, Wednesday evening and Thursday morning. So you can join the conversation. Uh, but since these are going to be recorded, I'll uh, put them on the podcast as well. So every Monday or Tuesday, I'm not sure when it'll be, uh, they'll pop up. So while you're at your congregation, because I know some of you are listening to this who are members of different churches, which is great. We support you. Uh, but these will also be available if you want to follow along with us. Um, might as well, right? Uh, hear a sermon at your congregation, and then throughout the week, you can listen to what we're doing over here. And then at the same time, we may also have some other mini-series that I put on here. We're not going to do anything to the extent of what we did for Advent. But hey, let me know. Did you benefit from this, or would you like to see something else? I don't know what it would be. Uh, something for families, uh, something on depression, something. I don't know. And I don't know if I'll be able to handle whatever topics you have, but I would just like to hear what you want to hear. And uh, we can maybe look at doing something like that throughout the year. So uh, stay tuned. I guess that's what I'm going to say. Stay tuned to this channel. There will be uh, some other things posted and um, let's just see where this goes. All right. It really has been a lot of fun. All right. So let's jump into 24. Hey, if you could imagine just the perfect day What would that day look like? What would make today a great day? Now, maybe that's unfair for me to say considering it's Christmas, right? It's already going to be a great day. It's Christmas Eve. Tomorrow's Christmas Day. We're all cheerful and everything's going to be perfect, I'm sure, on Christmas. Yeah, right. We know better than that, don't we? But what would make it perfect? If you're like me, you're probably thinking of, you know, it'd be great if that person could be here, or if I could be with that person. My guess is it's probably someone that's passed away. 
We want to see that person today, don't we? What if I could grant you that wish and have that person sitting next to you at your Christmas table or better yet, sitting next to you at church where you are worshiping the Lord God of all creation? Wouldn't that make today just a little bit better? Uh, yeah, of course it would. Now we're going to see a great day. It's a day that nobody was really expecting. If they were expecting this, well, Peter wouldn't have denied Jesus. People wouldn't have been running for their lives or hiding for their lives. These women, as they approached the tomb, they wouldn't be expecting to find a dead Jesus. That's not how life works, is it? Bad things happen. And these women, as they were approaching the tomb, were so sure that there was going to be a body for them to prepare. They had the spices, right? They were ready to do the embalming. The Sabbath was over. This was their responsibility. This was their job. This is what they're supposed to do. You don't bring these kinds of things to a graveyard if you're expecting somebody to be alive. No, they were absolutely sure. Jesus was dead. People saw him take his last breath. They took the body from the tree. Joseph of Arimathea, he took it and placed it in the tomb. He sealed it. He's dead. Yes, Jesus has done many miracles. He's done a lot of great things, things that nobody was ever able to do. Open the eyes of a blind man. This is something that you didn't see even in the Old Testament. You didn't see things like this. Jesus did all of this, brought people to life, gave hearing. But see, that's the thing. Jesus was the one that did all of this. Jesus performed the miracle. Jesus did the work. The problem now is Jesus is dead. So how can they expect or anticipate any kind of miracle to actually take place? No, no one's expecting a miracle. Jesus is dead. The tomb was going to be closed, sealed off with Christ's body there. No, you don't go to a graveyard expecting somebody to be alive. You and I, we go, we visit graveyards, don't we? We go to the cemetery We bring flowers. We expect to be sad or have a time of peaceful mourning. That's what we anticipate. We don't expect to go and see a miracle. But Jesus provides one. The women show up. They see that the tomb is, is, is different. The stone has been rolled away. I love it. It says they're perplexed by this. But then we have some individuals in their dazzling apparel, bright white, right? The messengers, the angels, that's their job. Why do you seek the living among the dead? I mean, just that phrase, wait, what do you mean? Speak the living among, Jesus is dead, right? No, he's not here. He has risen. Remember, he told you this before. And he did. He said, the son of man must be handed over, must be crucified. He must be raised. But nobody wanted to hear that. They didn't understand it. They didn't get it, nor were they supposed to. The son of man must rise. So, of course, after hearing all of this, Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and Mary, the mother of James, and some of the others, what did they do? They went home. They, they went running to the other apostles. But nobody believed them, of course. <laughs> Peter rose. He went surprised by what he saw. 
I mean, no way. At this point in Luke's account, the body's gone. They haven't seen Jesus yet. They can only believe the word and the testimony from what that angel said. See, that's going to be key here. No one's seen Jesus yet, but they must believe. And on the road to Emmaus, there's going to be some of these uh, apostles talking about it. Talking about the conversations that have been happening throughout uh, all of Judea in the uh, past few days. Talking about what Jesus had been teaching and, and how he died. And, and, and now there's this mystery of his body being gone. What to make of all of it? See, in John's gospel, he talks about this, right? These things are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ. And we have the conversation of, of doubting Thomas, right? The time is going to come where Jesus isn't going to show himself. And the only thing that people can hold on to is the word, the testimony. Now, these apostles are going to be fortunate. They're going to see Jesus. But from here on out, after his ascension, what people are going to hold on to is the word because that's where Jesus is going to show himself in his word. And so they're having these conversations and this mystery man shows up. What's the conversation that you guys are having with one another? What are you talking about? Why are you looking so sad? <laughs> are you the only one that doesn't know what's going on? Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know what's happened? course, they can't tell that it's Jesus. Their eyes were kept from recognizing him. That's what verse 16 says. But obviously, everybody knows what's going on. Everybody's been talking about it. They don't know that Jesus is alive, but they know that there's some mysterious circumstances. They know about the, the parade through Palm Sunday into Jerusalem. They know about his crucifixion, how everybody had high hopes for this individual, but at the same time, it turned into quite a circus with everybody mocking Jesus, not being able to take himself down from the cross. It appears as though he was a little bit of a fake, a phony. But Jesus responds, what things? What things are you referring to? These things that have happened. He wants to hear their testimony. He wants to hear their perspective about how things happened. And that's when they said it. They said, they said that he was a mighty prophet and that they had hoped that he was the one that redeemed Israel. Had hoped. Now their hopes are not in Jesus anymore. Because, of course, he's dead. Even though they've had the testimony, even though the women came and shared what the angels said, they still don't believe it. They might have some inkling that something was happening, but they don't believe that Jesus is necessarily alive. Otherwise, they would have said, we hope. We hope in the future, but instead they had hoped that he had redeemed or would redeem Israel. And Jesus' response is classic, right? Oh, foolish ones and slow of heart to believe all the prophets have spoken. See, they've had the word all along. The prophets said this would take place. The prophets were speaking the word of God. And if the word of God has been spoken, then you know whatever God's word said, it's going to happen. It's going to come true because God keeps his promises. Isn't that what we've been talking about from the very beginning? With the announcement of John the Baptist to Zechariah, 
The Lord remembers, right? The Lord remembers his promises. And this is kind of going to be that final lesson. Look, the prophets have been saying that this is going to happen. It happened. Now, don't be slow to believe what God's word says through the prophets. And from here on out, hold firm to the word because the word is all that the apostles are going to have. And that's what we have too. But it's okay because it's a good word. It's a word that holds true. And of course, it's the word made flesh who suffered, died, and rose again and is coming again for us. It's a good word that we have and we hold on to it. Well, Jesus is going to explain to them all the things concerning himself, how all of what was written applies to him, how it connects. He connects the dots for them and then they're going to go and proclaim God's word too. But Jesus is going to show up again later, right? Peace to you. And what does he do? He starts eating with them, right? This is to show I'm not just a spirit, right? Jesus isn't just divine, but Jesus is flesh. He took on flesh. He still takes on flesh. He hasn't separated himself from that. He asks for fish. He starts eating the fish, right? They see that this is really Jesus. He is eating the same thing they're eating. This isn't just a spirit. This isn't a ghost. The one who is dead is alive, just as if he didn't die. He's alive. And then Jesus teaches them. This is where we get to the ascension. This is where we get to the end. And I use that term loosely. Put that in quotes, the end. Right? It says they led him as far as Bethany and lifting up his hands, he blesses them. And while he blessed them, he parted with them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple blessing God. So how do we end this? How do we conclude this? Well, I guess that's kind of the thing is I was thinking about this now for the past couple of days. and We don't conclude it, right? This, this isn't the end. In fact, it says that after the ascension took place, they went and worshiped. And we know this isn't going to be the end of Luke's conversation. He's going to go into the book of Acts for us. We're going to see what the apostles are going to do, what the Spirit is going to do through the apostles, how God is going to work in establishing the church. So really, for us, we shouldn't talk about this as being the end. But we're going to go on and do what God wants us to do in this world. It's neat. We get to come to church tonight for Christmas Eve and tomorrow, Christmas Day. I encourage you to go to both. And we're going to go all over again, right? Just as the apostles went to testify to the good news of Jesus, that was now their job. Now it's our turn. We've heard this story and we are going to praise Jesus for what he's done. And we're going to tell about all that he has done to those who don't know him. We're going to go to church tonight and, and hear about that Christ child. We're going to study. We're going to learn. Then we're going to get to Easter again. Talk about the death and resurrection of Jesus. So on and so forth. It continues, right? It's a cycle, but it's the good news story. It's one that doesn't end. It's one that continues on through us. And I pray for you that it continues on through you and your life. Friends, I hope this has been a blessing for you. It's been a blessing for me. 
And I look forward to having further conversations with you down the road. But I also look forward to seeing how Jesus is going to be proclaimed through each one of you. God's peace, God's blessings to you and to your household.